an exit If you blink you've gone too far We all get our news From the gal behind the bar It takes a village To raise this community And even if you don't go to church You say grace or give your thanks Before you eat This is us A small town in America And put simply We like things how they used to be We got one stop Bar closes at nine and we got an Exxon. You can't miss it. It's up there on the right. And this is home. We take care of our own. If you can't relate, get back on the interstate and go. Buongiorno and welcome to the latest episode of Climax the Podcast, Love Letter to a Small Town, a product of the Climax Scots Digital Network. As you've likely come to expect, my name is Kevin Harvey, a proud 1998 graduate of Climax Scotts Community Schools. We're coming back after last week, another installment of the Salute to Veterans series with longtime Climax resident and superintendent of schools, Bill Middleton. There's a lot of history, there's a lot to learn from that story, and a lot of perspective too from literal times of war from area residents who fought for our country and our community. To that point, I often say I hope this is a welcome back. It's important now more than ever to climax the podcast having success and being sustainable into the future that we get everybody to subscribe, to listen, or to at least download the show every week. I realize not everyone has that anywhere between like half hour, an hour and a half for these episodes to listen to it every Wednesday or Thursday when the new ones drop. But if you can subscribe to those feeds, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts is going away and basically becoming YouTube Podcasts, and we're going to be available there too very soon, probably by the end of this week. Your subscription, which is free, by the way, on any one of those, helps us immensely. And if you can like those posts, share those posts, comment on those posts on social media, the more you share it on Facebook, Instagram, or whatever platform you like to use the most, that helps get more eyes on the show, which ultimately helps get more ears on it. And that's the end game, is to have as many people listen to this show as possible. And like I said a moment ago, I know not everybody necessarily has that hour or so to listen to it every week, but download them, get a bank of them, and it is the modern age. Just like a Netflix or a Hulu show, you can binge Climax the Podcast. In fact, I'd encourage it. We need to keep those downloads and those subscriptions going because that is ultimately what keeps the show going. Speaking of keeping the show going, on Climax the Podcast, we like to do the business up front, thanking those who help us keep the lights on. We've got to show some love to the OG sponsor of Climax the Podcast, Kristen Wachowski with State Farm. Kristen is a lifetime resident of the Climax Scots community. She's a graduate of Climax Scots schools. Beyond that, she's just a tremendous person and one heck of an insurance agent. In fact, from the CSDN Facebook yesterday, we shared something from Kristen's State Farm Facebook, an incredible story about just the personal touch that someone from a small town like Kristen can really bring to the insurance game to make difficult life situations as easy as possible. If you have any needs for insurance or if you maybe want to reevaluate your insurance coverage, whether that's auto insurance, motorcycle insurance, homeowner's insurance, condo or renter's insurance, business, life, recreational vehicle, boat insurance, and the list goes on from there, well, you can get in touch a number of ways. You can visit Kristen and her team at their office in Battle Creek. It's just off the intersection of 20th Street and Columbia. It's right across the street from Ollie's and behind Chicago Title. And she's got some nice big signs there that can help you find your way into her parking lot and ultimately her office. You can give Kristen and the team a call at 269-968-5130 or visit the website callkristen.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N, callkristen.com. 
And Climax the Podcast would not be possible without the support and archival access from our friends at Prairie Historical Society. For almost 40 years, since 1984, PHS has been documenting the histories of Climax Scots and the surrounding areas in a whole lot of different ways. Give PHS a like on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Climax PHS. You can become a supporting member of PHS. They are a nonprofit organization, and it is kept going by donations from the general public. And for a $15 donation, you can become an annual member. That will get you their bi-monthly newsletter, and in the near future, that'll actually get you a little bit more and more on that after the main event this week. To support PHS and become a member, send your address information and your donation to Prairie Historical Society, 107 North Main Street, P.O. Box 82, Climax, Michigan, 49034. And Climax the Podcast is a product of the Climax Scots Digital Network. Climax Scots Digital Network is a lot of things. It's news and blogs, it's videos, it's this podcast, and even more, we have a lot of different services. Services range from digital memories conversion, so if you have anything like an old VHS tape, even reel-to-reel film, photos, negatives, slides... We can help you do all those things and more. So to find out what all CSDN is about, please visit our website, ClimaxScottsDigitalNetwork.com. You can also visit csdigitalnetwork.org. Those are just two different web addresses that go to the same place. And one of the best ways you can keep up, including with this podcast, is to download the Spaces by Wix app. And you can actually get notifications to your phone every time we've got a piece of news, a new podcast, a new video. Great way to keep up with all things CSDN. And just like that, the business is done. Stay tuned after this week's main event for some information on an exciting new collaboration between Prairie Historical Society and Climax Scott's Digital Network. It's already been a few months in the making, and we're getting close to launch. And I can't wait to tell you guys a little bit more about that. But first, so this week is kind of an unexpected repeat guest. Not that long ago, we had a two-part episode with Village of Climax President Jim Cummings, and he's back this week. The morning of Wednesday, February 7th, I sat at my computer. I was getting ready to produce this week's episode of Climax the Podcast, but I saw I had an email from Jim, and I was a little bit surprised by it. It was his announcement of his retirement as president of the Village of Climax. And when I saw that, I didn't want to wait another week or anything like that. I wanted to get as much of Jim's story and what's going on out to the town as fast as I possibly could, so we put a little article on ClimaxScottsDigitalNetwork.com yesterday And that's why we put the podcast off for a day. I was able to meet with Jim on Wednesday and ultimately get this interview that I'm now able to share with all of you. With this being kind of a big news break, I wanted to give Jim an unfiltered platform to let the community know what's going on, some timelines and more. So without further ado, let's get into the main event of episode 29, Retirement Village with Jim Cummings. I don't know where to start this one because, Jim, I didn't think I'd be back uh, here at Soundstage so soon for another episode of Climax the Podcast with you, but let's start off with the elephant in the room. Uh, Woke up this morning and saw a message shortly thereafter from Village President Jim Cummings, basically said, check your email, and the article has been already on Climax Scott's digital network, so he kind of did a a pivot for the podcast plan this week because this is some pretty big news. Uh, You will be... As of February 20th, that will be your essentially your retirement party, in a way, from president of the Village of Climax. Yes, and you'll notice that I, I'm calling it retirement rather than resignation because that's how I'm viewing it. Um, yeah, well, what, what would you like to know? Yeah. 
Well, I think a lot of it was in the the press release or the statement that you sent me, but mm-hmm. it's a safe bet. Not everyone may have seen it because some people will hear this first or see that right. first. Uh, but I, I think let's tell the listeners and assume they haven't heard the reasons yet, but there's some very particular reasons why you feel you need to step away at this time. Right. Well, you know, the reasons are, of course, uh, you know, uh, uh, vague because, uh, you know, I, you know, it's, these are their personal reasons, but they're, uh, there's one big reason. And of course that's, that's the stress thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I want to call it retirement because, you know, I love the village and I'm not going anywhere and, yeah, it is. It is kind of health related. Well, it is health related, but uh, you know, it's not like I'm dying or any of that. Uh, uh, you know, theoretically, at least hopefully, at least I don't plan on going anywhere. But well, it's, I certainly hope not. <laughs> it's just time, time in my life to to uh, to just relax more. And I'm, my wife and I are going to be traveling. We travel a lot anyway, but we're going to be traveling in you know three and four week chunks. Uh, this year and probably next year. In fact, I booked a, I booked a vacation in Sedona, uh, Arizona, just this morning. So and that and that's for three weeks. So you know, it's not fair to the village for me to be gone. I mean, yes, I can, um, I can do things on the phone and I can do things on the computer, and that's worked well to this point. But since uh, I've, I've I've been kind of and I'm not really phasing out soundstage because I mean, look around you here. I mean, it's just be pretty difficult to phase out, but uh, I'm I'm calming it down so that I I'm just not constantly doing 20-hour days anymore. So that gives us more time to travel. Um, but the the impetus for all of this was, and stop me if I'm, you know, is this okay? Just yep. want me to explain. It's your platform. Go for it. All right. Well, um, uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, uh, I just, you know, was was breathing kind of funny and things like that. So I checked with the doctor. So next thing you know, it's it's health-related things and blood tests and all that kind of stuff. Well, turns out it wasn't nearly as bad as um, uh, as I thought. But, you know, it is time to wake up of a, a lifetime of traveling the world and eating badly. And the, the basically the secret to my success, and I've had a wonderful life and been very, very, very ridiculously successful. But even when I was a kid, um, I run off stress. I mean, if, if there's a lot of stress, I use it and I, uh, I work with it. Well, now, you know, you get, get a little bit older, and I'm just a little bit older. Um, you can't do that so much. So that was one of the first things that uh, the doctor told me. He says, you know, for the first thing you need to do, Mr. Cummings, is figure out where your your heaviest stress is and either drop it or um, or figure out how to make it work. And so far, I have not been able to f- figure out how to, uh, you know, calm down over th- things because that's just the way I am. And when you're the president of a village or a city or a town or probably a country, um, certain types of individuals, of which I am one, really let let it get to you. So, uh, and there's no reason for that because the majority of people here in Climax are wonderful people, and that's the only reason I've stuck with it this long. Uh, they elected me, and they put their faith in me, and um, you know, I just like everyone to know that that uh, there are two kinds of boards um, for little towns like this. 
first kind is is basically show up to the meetings and do all of the maintenance and make sure the you know the water's clean and things like that which really that is all it is is just a status quo kind of maintenance thing well i i made it a point to step up and take care of a lot of things that that did or did not get taken care of before i was there um being in a small town uh everyone on any councils or or uh, or groups you know have the responsibility that that they've been given the people's trust and um i wanted everything above board but on the other hand um uh there's a lot happening in this town and every other little town i mean there are there are drug problems there are maintenance problems there are um People driving around getting free gas off the farmers' problems. Yeah, I just read about that. Wow. Well, we've already looked at that. And plus, I understand last night uh, some cars gotten broken in on uh, Thistle, I understand. Well, I just read about that right before I came out. Yeah, well, this is this is crazy. But I, I'll tell you, it it could be a lot worse because the one of the first things I did was get the council together and in agreement. We were able to get a grant. And now we, we pay for you know, a police protection uh, as far as what they have available available for time because they're really busy too and they're understaffed. But at least we do have a presence. And on occasion, they're over here. And I know people are mad because they get stopped for traffic stops. But frankly, if they get top stopped for, tra for traffic stops, you know, they deserve it. You know, I, I, the, one of the first things that happened to me when I moved to this town was I blew in from the east too fast and got a, you know, $150 ticket. So I understand, but, you know, we all have to go by the rules, and that's just the way life is. And uh, another thing is that people, you know, either are upset about or are not upset about are ordinances. And what happens in these little towns is older folks retire or they move away or they sell their house and someone buys it that either can't afford to or unable to or unwilling to take care of it. So that affects everyone around them. And uh, we've made a real point of, of uh, and it's hard. I mean, you make a lot of enemies that way, but if it doesn't get done, it gets way worse, way fast. And um, so, you know, we've stepped up. Uh, everyone on the council works hard. Um, there are pluses and minuses and positives and negatives. And I understand that as president, I mean, I've heard lots of just horrid things said about me. And I'm going, what? You know, but I also well, I only hear, meant half of those. Yeah, I know that was you. And Ed, I understand. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I also get a lot of people coming up and say, man, I, you know, I want you to know that we we understand what you're going through and it's a thankless job. And um, and we appreciate it. That's that's what's kept me going, because. Um, Again, uh, a lot of things happen in little towns and big towns and, and nationally that happen under the radar. So I've taken, taken a lot of that on personally and with some success, uh, with a lot of uh, not success. I mean, it was unsuccessful. Uh, so that's frustrating um, to explain something and then have nobody paying attention or or not want to get involved or whatever 
Now, there's a number of, of big things going on here in the village that everyone needs to be aware of. And, and I understand we all have our lives and we're busy and we all have enough stress. And But, you know, you've got uh, things such as solar fields in the state of Michigan um, kind of uh, intruding on that. And, uh, you know, this, this is a farming community. It has always been a farming community. But I, as a person, also understand that if you're struggling as a farmer, um, you know, for years, even though you love it, and somebody comes in and offers you a whole unbelievable wheelbarrow full of money, it's it's tough to turn down. So you know, there's a lot of a lot of challenges. Um, really wonderful people here. Uh, a lot of there's a number of cranky people. Usually, the cranky people are the ones that are the problem. Is 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 in my view. Um, because they're the ones that say, well, this is my property and who are you to tell me? But the bottom line is if you're living out in the country in the middle of nowhere, that's one thing. You can do anything you want to do. But when you're a little community, you kind of have to step up and, and do it. And, and we have never gone after anybody or anything until we get a number of complaints. And then that's our job. Now, who takes over for me? Uh, that's kind of in process. And that's a tough thing because it's a real big commitment. I mean, my personal life has suffered. My health has certainly suffered. My business has suffered. Uh, I still tour, and that's a big deal. I mean, uh, people tend to think, oh, it's Jim. How you doing, Jim? Oh, he just plays in the bar down on the corner. Well, that's that's not the case with, with uh, the Jim Cummings band. It's a fairly big deal. We have nine albums. We tour. Big commitment. That's another part of the reason that I felt that it was time to step back. Well, and then if you have all that, the different stressors of tours, and I understand that a lot better than a lot of Holy folks, too. Holy cow, but, yeah, that's that's a whole other world. Yeah. And you, you take the, the different stressors of all the many hats you wear and add to that. When was the last time I took a drink of something that didn't filter through coffee beans or have a pop-top lid and a doping amount of caffeine yeah, in it? Absolutely, buddy. Plus... I've, I've done it so long. I've done it since I was 14 years old. And, uh, you know, that lifestyle means bad food. And Yep. Because what's open when the t by the time you get out of the venue, what's open? Like Denny's and Steak and Shake. Yeah, Steak and Well, I was just going to say Steak and Shake. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, you eat badly. And I'm kind of garnering the results of my life. And now, you know, I've got certain health things that just come from from uh, from age and uh, yeah the biggest factor is the stress and and when someone says something you know around town that is I consider mean or uncalled for boy it just blows me right up and uh, I, I don't think that that kind of behavior is necessary but what can you do I mean it's not like any of the corporations I've I've been involved with or any of the big boards that I've been involved with you can't just point to somebody and say, okay, you're done. Right. Pack your stuff. Uh, you can't do that. So you just have to work it through the channels. And, uh, and you know, I hate to see anyone who's struggling in any way have to, you know, suffer or be come down upon by a village or a town because I've been there. I mean, I spent a lot of time as a young musician worrying about how I was even going to pay my electric bill or, or you know, if my car going to, you know, is this going to be an $800 car 
car repair thing or a bus repair or something like that. I mean, I've been really, really, really poor. And I've, I've done well in my life, and I've spent a lot of time kind of in the middle. So I understand. So anytime I hear, oh, well, this house or that house is, needs to be, uh, you know, torn down or they need to have this or they need to have that, man, I, I don't like that at all. I don't like it at all. And I'm the one generally that would stand up and say, no, nah, give them more time, you know, calm down. You know, they, they can't help it and this. But, you know, most people don't know that. So they immediately say, well, that darn Jim Cummings is the cause of all this. And I'm going, wait a minute, I'm the one trying to help you. So, you know, um, my, my advice to everyone in town and really the area and especially the township, because the same things are happening there as are happening to our little village, uh, get involved. Because if you don't, things will happen that you probably won't like. And um, things happen under the, under the radar, like I said. And, uh, you know, there's, yeah, probably shouldn't go any farther than that. But uh, Well, I can even say to that point from my standpoint of just moving back to the area last uh, end of summer, early fall, I don't know that I had ever in my life been to a village or township meeting. And now I've been to, a, I think, two or three village meetings and at least one township meeting since I've been back. Right. And the amount of things I learned as somebody with lifelong ties to this area, it's a pretty steep list. I mean, just like the water update you get in a village council meeting. You go, gosh, all I do at home is I turn on the faucet and hope it's hot when I hit the one with the H knob. And I hope it's cold when I hit the one right. with the C knob. Water, um, roads sidewalks street signs uh, uh, ordinances and and we have ordinances for a reason um uh you know no or we've we've spent a lot of time making sure that they're fair and we also spend a lot of time um making sure that uh you know the first letter and then the second letter and then the third letter that everything is totally fair and uh, even keel and uh, what else? I mean, uh, public safety, uh, fire department, um, <clears throat> speeding. Uh, it, it's it's an endless list, and the people that that run the committees, you know, in you know theoretically, I mean, they all work hard. Sometimes some don't. Sometimes some go overboard with everything. But think of the things that have happened the last three years, that three and a half years that I've been pushing everything. I mean. The Memorial Day celebration is huge. I mean, it's never been that big in this town ever. So we, we're bringing people to Climax, and I, I, I plan on staying involved with that if I can. And um, uh, we now have police protection, uh, or at least the availability a lot more than it was because before, when I came on the council, it was zip. I mean, there was nothing. It was just free rain around here. Uh, so we're working on uh, things like that. Of course, maintaining the water, which is public health. That's, you know, I was water chairman for a while, and that's that's deep. I mean, uh, you have to make sure that it's healthy, and uh, he checks that, I think, two and three times a week, and it goes to the state or it goes to the county. Uh, I mean, that's a big deal. Income for the village. Make sure the taxes are as fair as they can be, taking into consideration all of the expenses that that goes on. We try and keep the DPW running smoothly with new equipment and repair. And um, we've made sure that 
we really stepped up with fairness in um, income for the DPW. And uh, it's what we did. <clears throat> uh, we made our own complexity. In other words, when we got there, it was just maintenance, show up to the meeting, shuffle around and, and do this or that. But we made a lot of work for ourselves by stepping up and deciding, okay, this is 2020 or whenever it was. We need to wake up here because otherwise this is all going to get real bad soon. And people would be amazed at how fast something goes down. I mean, there are, there are towns around here that I've just watched in the 20-some years I've been here just dwindle away to nothing tear this building down, tear that building down. I mean, it's just empty space and beat up houses. And that's an example. And uh, what happens is your, your house's value uh, just drops. So that's another thing we've, we've tried to maintain. So, I mean, uh, there's quite a list, Kevin. Um, and again, I've got one more uh, meeting to, to run, and I'll be president until the end of that meeting on the 20th. And actually, the next night, we've arranged to have a speaker with a PowerPoint presentation come in to explain to the village council and anyone else who wants to attend on the 21st there um, about the ins and outs of the whole state taking over all of this solar and, and wind energy thing because uh, they're basically, well, it's not basically, they're taking away any and all say from anybody. Yeah, local government is, it, I don't know if this will come off too strong, but it's almost, it reads like local government's been cut out of Oh, totally, 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 totally. So there'll be a lot of uh, petitions and people fighting that and all that, but we're finding out how, that, how the council can be structured so it can properly challenge it if needed. However, on the other hand, other side of that, I, uh, I have always been, 100% behind alternative energy. I mean, I think that's the way it will have to go. I mean, we're doing we're doing fine now. I understand that they're actually drilling and leasing more uh, land to to uh, oil uh, people than there has ever been. So so when you hear that this administration and I'm not for either you know either possibility there, I haven't decided what I'm going to do with all that, but. Um, when you hear that they're, you know, so much less than the last administration or the administration before that, it's not true. They're uh, handing them out like uh, monopoly cards. I mean, they're, they're doing all that stuff. My concern is for things like uh, the national parks and things like that. Their budgets have been cut over the last 10 years by like 80%, man. That's sad because we, we go to a lot of national parts. I hate to see that. And I don't know how I got on this uh, subject, but what's your next question? Well, I think really just uh, anything I had for questions, you know, I don't come in with a big bandolier of questions that yeah. I pull out. I don't want to read the Jim Cummings Wikipedia to Jim Cummings, but really the biggest questions I had, I think we've covered in terms of the, we kind of know the what, uh, enough of the why, and then, mm -hmm. and then the when. And I guess... If I were going to wrap up uh, one closing-ish question, uh, through it all, looking at your time in the various roles uh, all the way up to president, what do you think you enjoyed the most of being in local government in a town like Climax? Hmm. 
Well, I've always enjoyed responsibility. Uh, but again, I go back to the point that we made it harder on ourselves. And I certainly did because I never stop and I have never given up on it. And I'm not giving up on this. This is a necessity at this point. Otherwise, I, uh, as an example, I, I mentioned to my wife that I, well, you know, I, I, I feel better. I, I think I can probably make it to the end of my uh, term. And she said, absolutely no <laughs> possible way. So, you know, you, you got to gotta keep things calm. And uh, so I'm going, all right, well, okay, uh, we'll, we'll work it out. As far as good things, let's see now. Yeah, I've met a, just a lot of wonderful people that I probably would never have met. Uh, it's It makes me feel good because we have been able to accomplish a lot of things. I mean, look around. I mean, all of the different things that we've done. Um, and um, that's a big deal. And it none of it is easy. Um, and uh, I think that we shepherded the um, the budgets uh, as best as they possibly could have been shepherded. We, we don't spend money unnecessarily. Uh, one of the big things that is always a stick in people's craw is, is uh, uh, payment and income to people who are involved with the governments. I mean, I understand, but... Uh, uh, you know, if you're going to get good people, you, you really have to kind of pay for them. Uh, you got to make it worth their while or the few that step up to say, well, I'll just do this for just to be a great guy. It's getting fewer and fewer. So um, the good things, again, I look around the town and it's better. It is better. I mean, when I stepped up, there was some rough areas around here and we had some real problems with drugs and uh and crime and that the crime thing is kind of kicking up again but we're on it i mean the the guy that uh nick nick ludwig wonderful man ex-marine um he steps right in i mean if if we hear of something going on he's on that phone to the lieutenant over in kalamazoo and uh, whatever can be done will be done but i i think the next step on another subject for something like that is going to need to be people getting involved, whether it's a neighborhood watch or uh, some sort of uh, central number that can be called or central email or central text because um, some of these thieves are getting pretty bold. And, uh, you know, I understand, but what'd you say? Somebody was pulling up to some of the farm gas tanks and just loading up and getting away with it? Yeah, or they were, at a, the very least, I don't know if they got gas, but some of the farms a little bit more over to Scott's were seeing suspicious, uh, like there was a particular truck I know I was seeing in the community social media groups and things. And the good thing is there, there's at least dialogue there that helps keep other people in the loop, but you also don't want to get in a spot where you're reading on Facebook, oh crap, I got robbed last night or yeah, something Yeah, you know, like I, that. I hate to see it become a, a range war, you know, uh, because, you know, everybody's got, uh, you know, self-defense mechanisms, and I, I don't see anybody get hurt over this, but, um, you know, these people, they're awful bold, and the only way folks that they can be bold like that is, that, is if they continually get away with it. And... Um, you know, so get involved, do what you got to do, uh, immediately call the police. The problem with the police, again, is that 
they're here as much as they can and they'll respond as quickly as they can. But uh, last I knew, uh, Kalamazoo um, staffing for the sheriffs were, you know, a, ten, a lot down. I mean, like 10 or 12 people down. They're hunting. And another problem is in this country now, um, being a policeman is harder. Yep. Because people are so disrespectful. I don't know if that's Generation Z or Generation X or what generation it is, but uh, I've I've noticed over the last couple of years in my business when we're producing films and dealing with um, you know younger folks in their twenties or so, a lot of lack of respect out there now, and a lot of especially lack of respect for laws uh, because you know you go in you, you yeah I did it. Well, go on, go home, think about what you did. You know, it's, it's, it's got to be tougher as far as I'm concerned. But So anyway, I want to thank everyone for the positive reinforcement I've got. I thank everyone for the negative reinforcement I've got gotten. And, um, uh, you know, keep an eye for me. Uh, come up and say hello. Uh, uh, you're going to have a great interim president, and uh, hopefully they will uh, – a lot of people will run for the presidency and also get involved with the board of directors or the, or the village council because there's a lot going on that you probably don't even know and one meeting will wake you up to a lot of reality. So uh, I don't know what else I can say other than I'll be around and uh, you'll see me shuffling around and uh, again, uh, as far as my health, I'm just in the same boat as probably 50% of the people out there. So, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll keep hanging in there and try to keep everything positive and have some fun. And I'm going to pick up my bass guitar in a minute and lay down a couple tracks. Well, and Jim, thank you for just the, the passion, the energy, the hard work you brought to the village and to the town of Climax. And I wish you nothing but the best of all happiness, all health, and I know you hide pretty poorly, so I think we'll probably still be in touch for a while after <laughs> your village presidency. Yeah, and, I, and I'll stay involved if I can. I mean, if anybody wants me to, you know, uh, pontificate, I'm obviously totally willing to do that. But, you know, it's it's just time to, to shift to the next gang. And, um, and my wife and I plan on just having a wonderful time the rest of our lives. Well, thank you so much for another episode of Climax of Podcast, Jim. Thank you. Well, there you have it. There's as much as can be shared right now from soon-to-be-retired Village of Climax President Jim Cummings. And we'll all know a lot more at that Village of Climax meeting on February 20th that is in the History Room at Lawrence Memorial Library. And by that point, we should know sort of the future of the Village of Climax, the Village Council, and what that's going to look like from there. In the introduction of the show, I invited you to hang out after the main event for some more information on an exciting collaboration between PHS and CSDN. So, let's get into it! Going back to last year around this time is when the project sort of had its seeds planted, and then when I moved back to the area in August, we really started to water those seeds and grow it, and now we're ready to be far less ambiguous about what this means. There is a new website. PrairieHistoricalSociety.org.org, for those who maybe aren't as hip to the internet, PrairieHistoricalSociety.org. As of this moment, it's just a landing page. There's essentially nothing to see here right now this second other than letting you know a little bit about what's to come. 
but the intention of PrairieHistoricalSociety.org is to essentially be like the Netflix of Climax Scott's history. We've been hard at work the last several months converting movies and videos, audio tapes, different photos, past newsletters, even old slides and photo negatives. A whole lot has already been digitally converted and in some cases restored or remastered. You've seen some teases of that on social media between the Climax Scott's Digital Network Facebook and also the Prairie Historical Society Facebook. This is not all going to be available on day one. The idea is to grow with time because new history is going to happen all the time and more media takes time. If I did nothing but convert archives from PHS 24-7, it would likely still take years to get everything in that room into a digital archive. The idea is to give members value up front and to continue to grow that value over time. Now, access to the Digital History Archive will involve that $15 per year membership, and it will be payable on the website. Current PHS members, there are no additional fees. So if you are already a PHS paying member who gets the newsletters, you do not have to sign up for something else or pay an additional fee. If you're a current member whose membership is in good standing, you can actually email admin at climaxscottsdigitalnetwork.com and I will personally set up your online account to give you free access until the point when your membership expires and then you can either renew your membership the way you always have or you can even renew it right through the website. We're going to get all these things in sync. As far as a launch, we're looking at March 2024. So sometime in the next month, month and a half-ish, you should see a full launch of prairiehistoricalsociety.org. For now, it may just be a landing page, but there is a lot more to come. And now it's that time of the week where I like to say it's time to put a bow on this episode of Climax the Podcast. Thanks to our sponsors and partners who make this show happen, Kristen Wachowski with State Farm and Prairie Historical Society. Thanks to the guest, Jim Cummings, for sharing your story and a little bit more insight into the why behind your retirement from Village Council. And most of all, thanks to you, the listeners of this podcast. You're the reason we keep doing it. You're the reason this show will hopefully go on for quite some time. We just need everybody to share that word and get even more folks listening every week to Climax the Podcast, Love Letter to a Small Town. I'll talk to you guys in about a week. There's just one exit. If you blink, you've gone too far.